<laughs> Welcome to No Applause, Just the Clap. I'm Deb, and the man sitting next to me who has informed me he's not allowed to be in a hot topic unsupervised is Doug. Hello. <laughs> All right. Okay. okay. And we are choking with laughter because apparently I can't make comments in English without Doug choking and laughing oh, like an it's idiot. So vaguely racist. Oh no, it was definitely a little bit racist. <coughs> Unfortunately, it's it's, oh, it's, it's English. It's not really recognized as oh. being particularly racist at this point. Oh man, that it's was... not like I said you have cheese America. Mm. Oh. So we actually do have a pretty decent whiteboard today to oh. talk about. Okay. Uh, do you want to start out with the fun adventure we've been having with the website? Yes, so, um, based on when the uh, our, our schedule comes out, um, you'll uh, this will kind of be behind the scenes uh, as opposed to an ongoing like, production diary, but uh, uh, the website wasn't doing something I wanted it to do, and the metaphor I used is uh, I got very upset. Um, I like how I'm the calming influence. Nobody who actually has ever had to work with me will ever call me a calming influence. You, yeah, you were very much the, the, the counterbalance to me uh, having a nervous breakdown. And one of the things I said uh, that we were kind of like, we, why didn't we record me saying this, was um, that it was like, fuck you, website. I'm going to ass fuck you, but you don't have an ass. Oh, I'm going to give you an ass just to fuck it. And literally that angry sentiment was the flash of genius, flash of brilliance that I needed. And I suddenly went, wait, give it an ass. Yes, I'll rename this directory this and whatever. And it ended up working. And within 20 minutes, I had called you back to tell you that uh, everything was fixed. And uh, my you could tell my mood had done a complete 180 from I'm going to ass rape the internet um, to let's talk about well, um, what was extra funny about that is you, you literally like called me irate. Oh, I was Because the website livid. wasn't doing what one thing that you wanted it to do. And it was stupid, because like I said, what? all you had to do was rename a directory and dump a bunch of stuff in it. Yeah, I can't remember. I think it was when I was experimenting with WordPress was, I think, what, 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 what it was. Yes. So. Yeah. So, um, actually, I have a whole laundry list of things that I did this week, because I actually had time. Was one of them laundry? Now that gets done tomorrow. Okay. Ha 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 ha! I do laundry tomorrow too. So a friend of mine um, put on a flash drive. You should drive get for on me. the phone and be laundry buddies. There's got to be a more clever way to say that. You can listen to me uh, sit on a washer while I read uh, Shades of Grey. How many shades of grey? Oh fuck! Yeah, I forgot there are fifty of them. Okay, sorry, sorry. There'll be 51 after I spurt that off Okay, no, 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 no. I want daddy porn. I want daddy porn. That's not just regular porn. Yes. (laughs) Yes, it is. So, uh... Well played, Barnett, well played. A friend of mine introduced me to a show called Frankenhole. Have you watched Frankenhole? Um, Bits and Pieces, that's Dino Stampanopoulos, right? That is exactly what I was going to go into. So Dino Stampanopoulos has done a lot of things that I really liked, and one thing that I really hated. Things that I liked that he did. Frankenhole, Community, um, Moral Oral. Moral Oral, yeah. I was going to say, and some other stuff. Oh, Mr. Show, he did Mr. Show. He's done a uh-huh. lot of the late night talk circus. I fucking loathe Tom Goes to the Mayor. I want to kick him in the junk simply for that fucking show. Ugh! 
Yeah, I'm not a big fan of. I think we Any, talked about anything this. Anything Tim and Eric do. I'm yeah, sorry. I, I think it's we just, talked it's about this. It's just not my kind of thing. Last episode where, yeah, where but it, it's like Dino Stephanopoulos really, really because I, I liked Frankenhole. It wasn't great, but it was. In, I was going to say it was I entertaining. Do. Is this okay. Yeah, it's fine. Okay. You just moved the ashtray. I was going to say. I'm, cons- I'm considered. I don't. Just don't go burn burning holes a hole. Just don't burn holes in my love seat. All right. I was going to say. If no. I had a nickel for every time I've heard that. How many nickels would you have? Just the one. Like I said, have you watched Frankenhole? Because I, I don't... Um, I saw... I think I got a couple... I think I kind of proved a couple episodes based on, like, guest... Like, guest actors, but... Um, I thought it was kind of an interesting idea. Some of the stories they did were well. It wasn't as great as some of the stuff he's done since then, but I can see where it was kind of a stepping block on his, his build to greatness, so to speak. And I found it hilarious that his production company is Starbird's Productions. <laughs> Is it? Yes, it's Starburn Productions. I want to know the origin of the Starburns joke. Because that's the name of the character that he plays in Community, yeah. and he has the star-shaped sideburns. And then a hat. And then a lizard. Well, yeah, it's because he kept adding things. And I think what his real but name was... But then bitching what, about not seeing the person beneath them all. I was going to say his real name was what? Alex? Is uh, yeah. Guy? Yeah. His name was Alex. But yeah, and I his, loved... his son's like a yuppie or something. Like I said, I really loved a lot of the stuff that he's done, but I just, I can't, I, I looked his up, his IMDb, and it actually made me angry when I saw that he'd worked on Tom Goes to the Mayor. Do you remember who he co-created? I think it might be Marl Oral or Frankenholm with it. Someone else, it's like, I want to say Paul Shearer, but I know that's not right. No, it's not Paul Shearer. Unfortunately, I can't remember. And but I it's someone else that's really awesome. Yeah, I looked this up a few days ago, so I'm not, I can do it. Well, for some reason, this week, I was on a very odd Frankenstein kick, hence the Frankenhole. And yeah, mine's got a theme, too. I was going to say, I rewatched Frankenreiner still. Fuck that movie. So yeah. really, you're on a Franken-mix. I a am. Franken- I am. I also finally watched the Frankenstein made-for-TV movie starring Parker Posey. You're welcome. Thank you for that, Doug. Is it worth watching? It was painfully, painfully obvious that it was meant to be serialized. Because okay. it is very, very, very obvious they left a bunch of plot lines unresolved. Is okay. that a knock at the door? That's not a superhero? I'm well, guessing. go check. <laughs> Who's that knocking at the door? Yeah, not a, in case you're a regular listener, uh, not a supervillain. Or possibly a supervillain. Or possibly... Oh, oh And possibly... Oh, fuck, it's another cat. Um, we're recording. I'm Thank sorry, you, dear. Hi, Mike. No, no. Do you want to come in and say hi? Uh, no, he's holding pie mine, and the cats do not get along. Oh, okay. Thank you. That's our non-turn Michael was at the door. Uh, he was actually just returning my moleskin, which has a giant list of things that he's getting for me. So. I like that. I like calling him a non-turn. Non-turn? <laughs> yeah. Who's that knocking at the door? It's our Literally. non-turn Michael. <laughs> Very sorry. Yes. Oh, so All right, first Frank- guest. Woohoo! Back to Frankenstein. So Frankenstein was actually adopted from a series of books that Dean Koontz did, that he's also turned into a graphic novel, which I'm actually interested interested to read. I haven't done them yet. Dean Koontz actually distanced himself from this movie, though, because he wasn't real happy about the direction that it took. Yeah. Like I said, it was just it was so painfully obvious that it was meant to be serialized, and the other bitch I have about it is really stupid. Is that her hair color? It is not her hair color. It is, however, her hairstyle. Because she looks like she has bad 80s perm through the entire movie. Was it set in the 80s? No, it was not. It's not like contemporary hair? I'm pretty sure it's like late 90s, early 2000s New Orleans. Why is it always New Orleans? 
apparently it's easy to hide some kind of terrible mutation or murder in New Orleans. Okay. According to every book ever written there pre-Katrina and post-Katrina. Well, yeah, because I'm thinking about, like, yeah, that, and then we'll, we'll talk about True Blood in a little bit. I mean, like, it's... Louisiana seems to be... And what was it? Interview of the Vampire was all in New Louisiana. Orleans. Well, okay. Or much of... Or much of um, Maybe it's because Anne it's Rice's easier to stuff. get rid of a body when you have a swamp full of... Uh, I was going to say, a swamp full of gators. Unless you're Solomon Grundy. <laughs> so, yes, um... As we're watching the made-for-TV movie of Frankenstein, a lot of the imagery in it was pretty interesting. And the actor they have playing Dr. Frankenstein is just such an it's ego... Frankenstein. Excuse me, Frankenstein. It's just such an egoist and a giant fucking douche. Like, it's almost like the perfect capturing of a guy that would have to be arrogant enough to keep creating creatures like this. Well, yeah, that'd be the, that's the, co- the core of Dr. Frankenstein yeah, is just, ego. Like I said, this narcissistic D-bag. And there's a subplot in there where he's married to this woman who just can't please him. So he ends up, you know, recreating her, so to speak, to be the perfect woman. Yeah. Can he just fall in love yeah. with pillows like the people in Japan? Like I said, he's just... And that's the thing that bothered me is at the end of it, they don't catch him. The doctor or the monster? The monster is actually oh, I'm sorry, a the, bad the, guy in this. The, the creature, actually, they, he, they goes by the name of Decalion in this. Oh, that's so lame. It actually makes sense plot-wise. Because he, uh, I was going to say, he um, worked for a great deal of time in a, in a sideshow. As uh, I was going to say, as one of the freaks in the sideshow. Oh. But anyways, I was going to say, he's not the bad guy in this. The bad guy is another one of... I was going to say the bad guy is another one of the cre- uh, creatures that Dr. Frankenstein has made. And they end up catching and killing him, but they don't catch the doctor. Oh, and this... at the end of this, the end of the movie is the police officer played by Parker Posey, you know, I was going to say, joining up with Decalion, the monster, to try and bring down Dr. Frankenstein. And I'm like, that was like zero resolve whatsoever. It was obvious that they either meant it to be a series of movies or an actual series. Oh, the, well, it's like the way they did the, uh, when they, um, Reimagined the uh, the monsters um, last year. Didn't see it. Uh, it. It was called Mockingbird Lane. Um, it was all right. It had six 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 Mockingbird Lane. What I <laughs> no the, I am, I the, think it was one two three Mockingbird Lane. The I don't remember. Um, it's the, the the casting is what uh, what attracted me because they had uh, Eddie Izzard as Grandpa. Oh oh, oh it gets better. Uh, Jerry O'Connell as um, Herman Munster. He's kind of a patchwork man. I can actually kind of see that. With a mechanical heart. Yeah, like a steampunk heart. Why did I never hear about this? Uh, it's, it wasn't very good. Should I write um, it down on my things to consume? No. Okay. Um, uh, uh, Portia de Rossi as... Um, what was the mom in the Munster's name? I don't know, but the, the niece that it's was normal worth... was Lillian. Lily. Lily? Yeah. Yeah. Was it Lily? I think it was Lily. I think it was Lillian. Yeah, and they kind of have this whole fun... Her playing off of Eddie Izzard is funny, because he's like, oh, you're just a fucking normal. Like, it's... Hmm. It, it, he's like kind of like old-school bigoted against people. So, did it just not have any resolve? Because it was supposed because to be a series Because it was supposed to be... They were going to springboard it into a series, and it, and it just didn't... And I, it, it premiered, uh, like, right after... I believe the right after the Halloween episode of... Um, Grim. Okay. So I think they're going to try to do like a supernatural block the way they do on the BBC America on Saturdays. Yeah. Um, with Mockingbird Lane and uh, but it was directed by Brian Singer. 
Oh, you know what's extra funny, though? You know that uh, the Frankenstein I was telling you about, which I believe, like I said, 2004 for USA Network. Guess who one of the EPs was? Martin Scorsese. His new movie looks fucking awesome. What's his new movie? I can't remember, but I saw an ad for... Uh, oh, no, 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 no. It's um, uh, 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 Leonardo DiCaprio, um, uh, Wolf of Wall Street. Okay. It's It looks... It looks like a comedy, but you can tell it's not. But Matthew McConaughey looks hilarious in the trailers. All right. Well, I'm sorry to do a brief review. Frankenhole, eh. Frankenstein, eh. I can't say love it or shovel it. I can't say I'll watch it again, but I'm not sad I watched it. Mm-hmm. However... It kind of looked like Beauty and the Beast with uh, the Ron Perlman... Um, <laughs> Linda Hamilton joined. Oh, Ron Perlman, how much of your career did you spend in prosthetics before you got Sons of Anarchy? Yeah, and I don't think the oxygen tube is real, so... Oh. Oh. Our, um, speaking of movies, but who I else would have played did Hellboy? love... Yeah. Who else would have played Hellboy? I watched Megamind. Yes! That you had been pestering me to watch. I love Megamind. I like Megamind. I won't say love Megamind, simply because, you know what, Megamind wasn't nearly as good as Wreck-It Ralph. I'm sorry, it wasn't. Now, how would you, because there's, it's been like a huge, it's kind of been a, uh, an explosion of like supervillain movies, and I bring this up because we almost didn't record. Yeah, because we got sucked into watching Despicable Me. Yeah, um, but you've got like Wreck-It Ralph, you've, you know, the bad guy being the good guy, and you've got uh, Megamind, and I, I think Megamind and Despicable Me kind of went up against each other. But, I'm sorry, hands down, Despicable Me. My problem with Megamind, no, my problem with Megamind is a few things. One, it was a little overly simplified. I do like that there was a slight B-plot in Wreck-It Ralph with them trying to find the bug. Yeah, And the sub, I was going to say the subplot line with the love story uh, between um, Fix-It Felix and the character from the Halo-esque game. Oh, the Jane Lynch. Lynch. Yeah, voiced by Jane Lynch. And there was none of that in this. And also, DreamWorks, it's just never quite as good as Pixar. I'm sorry. I like the first track. I do like the first track. They literally, they enough, literally shit on Disney. Yeah, I was gonna say, oddly enough, the first track was one of the movies where they kind of took the fairy tale idea and turned it on its head, which is something that Terry Pratchett did years ago in a book called *Witches Abroad*, which was fucking amazing. And it's you know every fairy tale cliche, and they kind of twist it and make it into something else. Well, and he does that a lot because he's got the. The one where the kid becomes death and it's Mort. Yeah. And that's, uh, that's one of the, his that one It's a Santa one. I can't think of the name of off the top of my head. Yes, the one where it's, it's the Santa Claus storyline. Yeah. But yeah, Mega Mind's not as much. And I have to say, frankly, the more times I watch it, the more her eyebrows seem wrong. Are we on Mega Mind? Yeah. Whose eyebrows? Tina Fey? Yeah. Oh. Her character's eyebrows, the more times I watch it, I find it really distracting because they keep doing the, the creepy scrunch up or scrunch down thing that just isn't quite right. It's probably just her being an intrepid reporter. Watch it again and tell me what you think. Okay. Like I said, because her hair looks great in it. They, they have yeah, you can't bitch down. about her hair in this like one. Said, they have other hair than she's down. not real. Yeah, I was going to say, they've got hair down, no problem whatsoever. Who's it, DreamWorks? Yes. I will give Pixar in terms of hair, and, and I didn't go see it... Uh, this week. Um, well, Tangled was like all hair and it was awesome. I was going to go, no, I was going to go Sully on Monsters, Inc. Oh, yeah. Fuck. What a pain in the ass. Yeah, but man, that broke my mind like fucking... Mike Wazowski! Yeah, and you can't say, you can't just say Mike, you have to say his whole name. I was shopping... That's what she says. Mike Wazowski. And, uh... Like, even, like, my mom's been, uh... 
very um, sensitive to uh, the Monsters uh, Inc. franchise now. Well, because Monster University is coming out. Because, yeah, and it's everywhere, and, and uh, her one of her bosses has got little kids, and they introduced her as Roz, the administrative assistant. Well, that's from the movie, yeah. and she runs everything, and they're going, oh, it's Roz, you know, in hushed tones. My mom's like, I'm going to have to ask my son, like, you know, me, like... Wasn't Roz, like, a big, almost slug-looking creature, too? Yeah. That's not a nice thing to say, but... No, but your mother's not a big, slug-looking creature. No, no. But that's what Roz was. Right, yeah. But it's funny, because it's, like, Roz, the administrative assistant. So my mom is kind of hypersensitive to anything Monsters, Inc., because of... Most of the reference. Yeah. So, um, it's kind of funny. But, yeah, you can't... And she goes, oh, who's that? And I said, it's Mike Wazowski. And she goes... And I said, you can never say just, just Mike. Mike. Yeah. It has to be Mike Pizzowski. And even on the newest Nerdist, you've got uh, the new one's Billy Crystal, and they talk about how you can't just say, just say Mike. And I'm like, oh, fuck, yeah, you're right. Like, I can't do it. Well, they say the same thing about Chris Hardwick, though. You can't just say Chris. Chris no, Hardwick. you have to say Chris Hardwick or Hardwick. Uh, so, um, even though I don't have a TV... I was getting done with work and sitting down to have my cocktail and read my book for a bit, bit and I saw the first commercial I have seen for Pacific Rim. It was I'm fucking epic. Cost of, I'm cautiously optimistic on this because it's Neomar Del Toro. Yep. And I heard him doing the Nerdist interview on it. It's a live show. It looks fucking awesome. It looks... It looks like Transformers. It's not right. going to piss me off. Well, I like that he combines... Like, he... he I mean, it really, it looks like a love letter to the Jap, I mean, it, it, the Japanese monster culture with, mm-hmm. I think they're called... Gundam. Not Gundam. What The monsters have a certain, um, a certain name and the name of them... Ben 10! Huh? Joke, sorry. Ben 10? Did you sell Ben 10? Did you not? You, did you never watch Ben 10? I love Ben 10. Okay, anyways, go on, continue. I'll, I'll follow anything by Man of Action. Fair enough. Um, Duncan Rillo and, um, Joe Casey, who's a... a I was just listening to Joe Casey interview recently. The, is it, it's a, isn't it like a bonus episode on something? No, I was, it was on the Nerdist. Oh, no, I'm thinking the bonus episode with, um, no, I thought they had one with, like, Kevin Smith and Joe Casey. They might, I might not have gotten to it yet, you know, I listen to them chronologically. Right, 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 and I jump around based on guests. But yeah, so Pacific Rim, what were you saying? It's fucking phenomenal. But it looks like, you know, like the, almost. But it's a, it looks like a love letter to not only, it, literally, it looks like a, uh, like a um, uh, uh, I want to say terium, that's not a word. Uh, a terrestrial version of uh, Voltron. Yeah. Is what it looks like to me with you know giant robots fighting monsters and yeah, it looks fucking phenomenal. Like I said, and I've I've been kind of you know keeping my ear to the ground so to speak since I listened to the live with Guillermo del Toro, which by the way he sounds awesome in person, and I love when he's talking about his house, the one he doesn't have with his wife and his daughters with all the random crap in it. Like I said, the first thing you see when you walk in is a sculpture of H.P. Lovecraft reading you a book. Frightening. Like I said, he sounds awesome. And he's funny. Well, and he was talking about one of the first movies he made, and it was something about summoning a demon to help him with algebra. Huh. Now I'm going to have to look it up. Yeah, because his first movie wasn't Dead Alive. No, no, no. This is something he made when he was, like, a teenager. Oh, okay. Like I said, it was something he made when he was young, and I think it's, like, just him and a friend and his mom in it. Of course it'd have a monster in it. I said his mom. 
Him. No, but I'm saying like him summoning a demon. Yeah, like I said, something to do with algebra and him summoning a demon. But yeah, like I said, Pacific Rim. I'm excited for that. I am going to try and go see that as soon as I can, even though I'm. Is that that's in July, right? The twenty second of July, I believe. Yeah, it's gonna be another big month for me with going to the movies because it's it's gonna be Pacific Rim. It's gonna be um, the Wolverine. Oh. oh no! I was gonna and. Only like a maybe a handful of, of nerd listeners will get this one, but the new trailer that I saw when I went to go see a movie, which we'll talk about in a little bit, um, uh, I don't know honestly. Like, it looked like it. I know the Silver Samurai is going to be in it. No, my Red Bull's empty. Um, you drank that whole thing. Michael drank some of it. Oh, okay. Um, but uh. It looks like the Silver Samurai, but it also looks like, if you read the comics, it looks like the Shiva robot from Weapon X. Okay, you can't say Shiva without me thinking of the Venture Brothers and laughing. Mechashiva! 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 That was, what, the Trial of the Monarch? It was the Trial of the Monarch. Mm -hmm. All right, I put up with the part where Dean said he could read Sanskrit. And Hank said he had a whip, and I'm like, whatever. But Mecca Shiva! <laughs> and they're standing up, they're like flank they're, chicken they're style. Gonna say, yeah. yeah, they're both moving their arms up and down. Um, <sighs> Sorry, go ahead. But no, in case you're wondering, um, Shiva's a robot created by uh, the Canadian um, military uh, industrial complex, Weapon X. And, okay, you uh, say Canadian military industrial complex, and my first thought was, what, did they develop poutine? Because I'm an asshole. Sorry. Um... You're an asshole, eh? No, um, her eyes laughed while closed, in case anyone's wondering. She had to hold back the eye giggles. Um, but, uh... Which, by the way, I'm gonna take a picture of you in that hat and post it so people understand what I'm talking about when I say can't leave you unattended in a hot tub. Okay, yeah, hold on. We'll write down hat and then, or like Shiva hat, and I'll just jump right to the hat in a second. Um... But Shiva's this robot created, and it's like it, it's made to like take down the members of Weapon X, or I should say more accurately, if you read comics with the Grant Morrison run of X Men, Weapon Plus, because um, it's actually yeah, it's actually a, a ten, kind of like the V for Vendetta, it's a, it's a five, um, but uh, it's a robot that once it's like uh, uh, not destroyed, well, destroyed, but, like, defeated. Okay. It can rebuild itself, or it's, like, there's some kind of manufacturing plant. Can it make it better? It faster, can't be defeated the same way. Stronger. It can't be defeated. Yes. It's a six million dollar Canadian killer robot. Oh, that sounds like the lamest pitch for a movie ever. Well, apparently it's gonna be in the Wolverine, so. We'll see it. Possibly. It, I mean, the thing is that the design of it looks a lot like Silver Samurai, but it looks kind of like the Destroyer from Thor. Hmm. So, I'm like, it could be Shiva, it could be... But this is interesting. Um, I didn't recognize that um, they're kind of screwing with the continuity of Wolverine. Cause it, and I could Wolverine be wrong here. so fucking terrible. No, I mean the character Wolverine. Okay. Um, not Wolverine Origins. We don't... I know. I know. It's your Southland Tales. Um, no, it doesn't make me nearly as angry as Southland Tales. I don't know. Yeah, I literally we'll do just... South, we'll do Southland Tales another time. I get so angry talking about that movie, but uh, um, the, uh, it looks like he goes to Japan. Like instead of after being shot in the head by Danny Houston, in uh, in Origins, it looks like he goes to Japan after everything from X Men Three. 
Okay. Because in the trailer, he has a, a dream where, like, Jean Grey's in it, and she's like, you know, you promised not to hurt me. And he's like, I didn't. And she's like, too late. And he like, looks down, and he's, you know, got the claws in her guts. And I'm like, wait, this is happening after X-Men 3? Because he spent his time in Japan before he joined the X-Men in comic continuity. So, yeah, I'm excited for, for, for both Pacific Rim and, and the Wolverine. Obviously, I'm excited for Wolverine, but um. Well, this weekend movies, you actually made it to. Hold on, them. hold on. Before we talk about when I went to the movies, we have to talk um, about what I went to do before the movie. The hat. Which is yeah, I had some time to kill before I went to go see a movie this week. Um, That's because I denied you meeting up to work on something else because I'm like I need some time to um, take a shower after my workout because I smell like cumin, and uh, consume. You some... sweat cumin. I think cumin smells like body sweat. Okay, not the other way around. Because I've sweat garlic. So that's oh, what... totally. I've sweat garlic and whiskey more times than I can count. Um, Sorry, go ahead. And I'm like, no, we're, we're not going to hang out. And so you're like, okay. Well, that's fine. Yeah. You know, I, it was, I kind of had a surprise day off, and uh, I was like, well, if you want to meet. And... No, I'd just gotten back from the park from working out, and I desperately needed a shower, and I wanted to uh, watch some more Frankenhole and, and uh, finish reading my book before today, which I did. So. Um, but, uh... So I had some time to kill, and I went into, uh, and I went into Hot Topic with, uh, <laughs> which I say with a modicum of irony. I always um, go into Hot Topic more out of curiosity than anything else. Well, like, what are the kids wearing now? Oh. Sorry, you know what I should have said? What are the reject kids wearing now? Yeah, really. What are the outsiders trying to fit in with this time? Because um, I did so much shopping at the Hot Topic in well, the young years. I needed a new wallet because the last time I bought a wallet, and this will tie into why I went to Hot Topic. I thought you had a Green Lantern wallet. I did have I, I did have a Green Lantern wallet, um, because that's the last time that's that's what was out in theaters was Green Lantern. So it was a big push in terms of merchandise. And I'm a big Green Lantern fan. Anyway, I'm a huge outside of the movie. I'm a big Green Lantern fan. I once seduced a girl uh, by reciting the Green Lantern oath uh, before the movie ever came out. And then we made sweet sweet love uh, in front of the Jeff Johns run in trade paperback. True okay, story. so back to the hot topic. So, anyway, so I went looking for a new wallet, and all they've got are these, like, Man of Steel wallets, like Superman wallets, and I'm like, I hate to be that dick, but I like the line of, like, excuse me, do you have this in Batman? I love that. And going, or, I'm sorry, do you have this in, you know, Wolverine? Do you have this in Iron Man? Um, and uh, they didn't, and uh, I ended up having a, fr- uh, a friend who had, like, a, just a plain black leather wallet that just gave it to me, and I said, okay, great. But while I was in Hot Topic, they had, like, their, like, bargain bin stuff. Which is what I'm always drawn to. Yeah, yeah, and I bought a hat. And it's a hipster-looking trucker hat, but it's got the Terry Dodson-drawn um, Harley Quinn on it. And uh, and I immediately, of course, bought it. Um, and sent me a text message reading. Uh, oh. Bought Harley Quinn trucker hat. Yet another reason why I shouldn't be allowed in a Hot Topic unsupervised, I th- or without supervision. Yep. Because I'll end up walking out with a Harley Quinn trucker hat and a Batman hero click. Like, of course. Like, I can't stop myself. That It's I, not that bad, though. I mean, you got, I'm just going to say, a trucker hat and a hero click. I mean, it could be so much worse. I don't, I mean, it's like, I, I didn't buy any shirts, but it's like, a Har- like, of all things, a Harley Quinn trucker hat. I think it's kind of awesome. It just makes you look kind of like a douchebag. Well, it's funny because... Because it's in combination with the mustache. I was going to... Oh, yeah. Um, 
But uh, although oddly enough, whenever I look at you, I hear the sound effect of a semi passing in my head. <laughs> no, it's just like. Meow. You know oh. what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah. They used it a lot in the Clerks cartoon. Yeah, yeah. Which is also what I hear when I see a fat chick lumbering past. That's horrible. Yes, I'm a bad person. This is not new. You know, fat people actually don't walk; they waddle. I didn't say that. That was you. I would hope they don't confuse our voices on that one. So after you went to the hot topic and. And I went, uh, yeah, and I, uh, and I was like, well, should I be disappointed in Monsters University or should I be disappointed with World War Z? And I decided I was wanted to be disappointed by World War Z. I was angry at you for this because I read the book and loved it so much. I did. Too. I liked the book. There's no way you can really make that into a movie. Well, I guess they. I mean, you might be able to do it like as a documentary. Well, now. When I was when I was sitting it and it, and the movie is starting and I see the credits and I'm paying attention to um, writers and directors, um, I see this laundry list of writer names, which look phenomenal. It's um, Damien Lindelof. It's Drew Goodard. Ah, oh, Damien Lindelof. How many times have made, have you made me curse during a movie? Yeah, really. Well, this one would be another one on that list. Uh, and my big one was J. Michael Straczynski, who I'm a huge fan of. Um, Got his big start in Hollywood with Teen Wolf and Commando. <laughs> but went, went on to um, do Babylon 5. He had yeah. um, uh, a seminal run on Amazing Spider-Man. Um, and uh, but really kind of reinvented the character in a really cool way. Um, and, and even I tell people, I said, if you read... His, his issue of Amazing Spider-Man number 36, the, the 9-11 issue, yeah. and you don't feel anything, you're a robot. Like, it's got nothing to do with... Get away from me, you baby eater. Get away from me, baby eater. Kyle can name. Um, but, I mean, just amazing writer. I mean, I just... I, I like a lot of the stuff he's done. And I went, oh, great, these... A laundry list of good writers. But, I mean, yay. you read the book, too. Yes. World War Z by Max Brooks. Well, and... So... Spoiler alert... Accurately, I, I think, unfortunately, our show is always going to be fairly spoiler-heavy. Yeah, especially because I I, I, I I try to stay pretty... I, I watch a lot of movies. And spoilers uh, don't bother me, so I've never tried to stop right. it. But continue, sorry. Spoiler uh, alert. Well, no, I guess... This, I don't know if this has to be a spoiler alert or not, but if you haven't seen World War Z and you don't want to hear about it, um, or you don't, you're interested in World War Z and you don't want to hear what I'm going to say, great. If you're not interested in World War Z as a movie... Listen Don't away. worry, we'll get to another topic soon. Um, but they did it where um, he plays he plays a UN inspector like they like was in the book, mm-hmm. um, and you do he kind of runs around different locales trying to figure out what's the origin. like where the virus came from. And in the so, book, it's completely ambiguous. They never really find a source. You and they don't. They don't the, in the movie. Like I said, you find the origin of the outbreak, but you don't find the source. They well in the book you you. Find, and I'm doing air quotes like patient zero, but they say like he wasn't the first patient chronologically. Yeah. Because it's a kid in China. Um, that I believe, what is it? Some incident where I'm night fishing and something got his leg in the water. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, really, if it wasn't a zombie movie, if it was just like a pathogen movie. It would be really good. It, it'd be better. Okay. You know what I mean? Like, if you look at it as a pathogen versus a zombie, and I don't know, I, I think it, I think it was really cool on paper, but the zombies keep like 
like doing like snapping, like, their, snapping jaws. their jaws, which could be very sinister and menacing and terrifying because you're like, holy shit, they're like always trying to bite something. But when they show them doing it, it's like wholly inappropriate, and I just started laughing. So it's like this kind of serious movie, and it's just like chomp, 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 and then me going, <laughs> like Can in a like theater with a like yeah, yeah, oh, full on cackling, like you'd think it was a fake laugh if if you heard me do it in any other situation, and uh, and it was great because it was like a Friday afternoon, and it was like so like me and like nine other people. And it was just like, you could almost hear all their necks turning and craning to see what was making the noise in the theater with them. So it's like, what what horrible, like, whoopee cushion of, yeah, horrible noise has, like, just popped. Um, at inappropriate moments. Horrible noise. This, yeah, it's just like, zombie, zombie, zombie. <laughs> and then, zombie, 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 zombie chop. <laughs> okay, so overall, though, love it or shovel it. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. A, I'm gonna say shovel it, it. You can always give it a solid. Eh. I'll give it a solid. Eh. I was gonna say where you don't have a strong opinion either. Yeah, way. it was like. I, Do you regret watching it? No. Okay. And I, and remember, we talked about this before I saw it. Um, I said I was gonna go see it to justify my anger over if they ruined the book or not. What were you trying to tell me that People Magazine said about it? People Magazine, which I don't read People Magazine, but mom's I do. Out. Fair enough. Um, I'm up on my celebrity gossip. Uh, I was gonna say this whole and I so it's so funny because it's like the mentalist where I don't watch it, but I seem to know a lot about it. Um, but People magazine new episode, just lousy with Kanye West. Um, and just no, that's it just because shenanigans. Well, outside Let the of shit shenanigans, show begin. outside of shenanigans, it just and it, he just released a new album. And he had a baby. From now on, Kim Kardashian's vagina will be now known as the Northwest Passage. Oh, I know. I heard that they named him that one. Her. And by the way, her, yeah, her, sorry. Um, anyway, sorry. What did People Magazine say about World War II? It was, Z? yeah, one of them was like, lies you to tell yourself. Like, it's actually not a zombie movie. Um, there is a, one of the lies you have to tell yourself while watching it, which I realized very early on. A lie you have to tell yourself watching it. There is a plot. It's... But the book doesn't really have a plot. The book doesn't have a plot, either. though, but it's an oral history of what happened. Right, so... It doesn't have to have I a think, defined beginning, middle, and end with I, a plot. I think they were trying to take... I think they succeeded, I will say this, I think they succeeded in taking something that was very niche and very genre-specific in terms of an oral biography and trying to turn it into, like, a blockbuster with a story. Yeah, I mean, like, I think... But they set it up for a sequel. I think they're eyeing it for, like... A trilogy Ew. about well, hold on, about a trilogy about the World War Z, and it's like this was just kind of the first chunk. Yeah, and it's like it's gonna be about the actual World War Z, which the book takes place. What is it? Ten years after, if I recall right, I think it's ten Might years. Be, I think it's about ten years after the end of World War Z. Yes. So to have it have the movie set at the onset of what's called World War Z makes I I think writerly makes sense to, writerly yeah artistic license bitch um, writerly writerly it makes sense writing wise are you happy now no writerly is now in my brain and I love writerly now I can't do I, we need to make a little like ding sound for it. it's like new word invention 
No, um, M doesn't. Huh? No, M doesn't. That's just bad grammar. Um, so, yeah. So, World so War like Z. I said, you think solid make it man. a trilogy. Solid man. I think it's going to be, and I don't know how much money it's making, but probably sequel. It's doing well. Um, However, you did see two other movies this week. Uh, I saw, oh, in theaters? Mm-hmm. Yes, I actually saw them after we recorded last week, so they end up being this week. Um, sorry, I had to and go we'll, and work. We'll keep it was going Stanley with a, Apocalypse, huh? I had, sorry, I had to go and work. It was Stanley Cup. I'm not knocking you. Which I had to do again today. Not. Uh, Boo. I mean. Fuck you, Bruins, for not I'm sewing a, up the series. Well, and since I'm on my little sabbatical of drinking, it's like, wow, I have a lot of extra money. Um, so, I, I, you know, I've kind of been, like, flush with disposable income, and it's like, I'll just go fucking see a lot of movies. Um, well, we'll keep on with the Apocalypse theme. Um, and I saw This is the End, which is, love it. Um, I already know my segue to the next movie. Um, but, uh, This is the End is just great. Um, it's every joke you've ever made about all of the actors, and they put them in it. Everything, including Danny McBride being a guy who constantly masturbates, to, uh, Seth Rogen's dumb laugh, to, um... I should have a follow-up about Seth Rogen after this, but James, continue. James Franco being an arty, pompous douche. Um, Jason Siegel on How I Met Your Mother. Oh, yeah, there's a great little little knock on that. Um, there was some scene... Ma- the Michael Sarah. That's what I was going to say. The Michael, Sarah co- the Michael Sarah bits are easily probably in, like, a top three of the funniest parts of, those mo- of that movie, and it's a funny fucking movie. So, I, a lot of those actors, I'll see the movies simply based on them being in it. One of those is Seth Rogen. I'll see almost anything Seth Rogen's in. I have loved him since 40-Year-Old Virgin. Yeah. Like, correct Freaks me up there. Yeah. Who's your dad? Hitler? Freaks and Geeks. I loved him in Undeclared, too. Because he I was didn't just... I Undeclared. I, I actually quite, uh, I quite enjoyed Undeclared, but he's just such, like, this lovable nerd in Undeclared where he's, you know, really unsure of himself and not comfortable... Lead that into mistakes I made this week. Unfortunately, it's the same as last week. I rewatched Green Hornet. I tried to make myself like it. I'm like, it's Seth Rogen. He wrote a lot of it. I gotta give this another chance. It was even worse the second time. Yeah. Even worse the second time. I can't believe I did that to myself again. And so I say to you, what the hell, Seth Rogen? How the fuck did you manage to fuck that up so bad? And they do. They make fun of it. They, they make fun of Green Hornet a couple times. I just... I want to kick him in the shin and make him explain himself. Oh, and in this, you'll like this. <clears throat> in uh, This is the End, uh, no spoilers here. It's not at all important. But they're they're taking stock of their supplies. <laughs> and they're like... How much weed do they have? Lots. Um, and ecstasy. And booze. And one of their supplies is uh, the camera from 127 Hours. <laughs> That uh, James Franco has. Yeah, that James Franco stole from uh, his time on 127 Hours. That's pretty funny. Yeah, it, it, I mean, it's and there's a lot of improv in it, you can tell, and it's really great. Yeah, but that's great. one of the things that's good about a lot of those guys is they're great at improv. But if you're homophobic, I wouldn't watch it. A lot of cock in it. That's a lot, odd. A lot, lot of... Uh, that's very odd. One of it being a plot po- uh, Kind of being a... a, a plot point? Part, part of a plot point, yeah. Interesting. So, do you have a segue to your next movie that you saw? And it is indeed cock. Uh, we were laughing because I said, oh, both movies I saw in theaters uh, had penis in it. And I want to preface 
seeing these two movies because I actually did say now uh, obviously the movie will be a, I'll, I'll tell you what I saw in a second uh, I had nothing to do last Saturday afternoon and I literally looked at the, the ticket guy at the movie theater and said if I go see the 2.40 this is the end do I have enough time to catch the 4.30 Man of Steel and he goes yep and I went okay you know line them up country music it's party time and um, and I saw both back to back I saw this is in and then I saw Man of Steel um, in 3D which um, I I am I'm uh, I have a stronger version of 3D it gives me a slight headache um, and being someone who is, is prone to um, pr- not only prone to migraines but uh, has uh, reoccurring dreams of things stealing my brain. I'm very protective of my brain. It's because I'm going to eat your brain and gain your knowledge, Doug. Mm. Don't laugh. I have reoccurring dreams of things eating my brain. I also have a pathological fear of crippling my right hand. Which is strange because I don't write with my hand. And, I mean, I don't. I, and I kind of draw something. It's just interesting since I'm the one who almost lost a finger on my right hand last year. I know. I kept sending you pictures of Frankenfinger. Yes. It's so you're stuck on Franken things. Well, the stitches in it's my finger. It's the new rape joke. The stitches in my finger literally looked like Frankenstein stitches. You saw them. You know. I know. When I ran into you, I took a picture of it and sent it to my then girlfriend. And said, "Look who I ran into." And it was just a picture of your finger. <laughs> um, How we're back to Man of Steel because you haven't. Which really has told baby penis in it, so there's. I don't think that counts. It's still penis. It still counts. Anyway, penis is penis. Can we talk about Man of Steel? Um. One. Uh, and once again, this is going to be spoilerific. Um, if you watched, I went back and look, the way you went back and rewatched uh, Star the original Star Trek Two Wrath of Khan. I went back and watched the original uh, the original um, Superman, Superman Two with with Terrence Stamp, um, and completely forgot that Ned Beatty was in it. Going, Mister Luthor, Mister Luthor. Um, wish I could wipe that out of my mind. But, um... Just yell Neil Forsad a few times. It'll be gone. Oh, man. When he fucking... And I'm not worried about spoiling Superman 2, but, yeah, when he fucking crushes his hand at the end, it's fucking awesome. But, uh... Uh... Completely lost my train of thought with that one. Man of Steel. Oh! So, yeah, when you're watching the original S- Superman, you watch it, and you're like... Obviously, Marlon Brando was out of his mind on something and came in and just worked for an afternoon. Yeah. Um... But Russell Crowe, who surprisingly good Jor-El, plays like a like a program version of himself um, throughout the movie, and does an amazing job. Kevin Costner, great pock hand once again. You know, the writing was a little wooden, which I found surprising from um, David Goyer. Uh, why? No, I said really. Yes. Yeah. Who's, who's the director on this? Uh, Zack Snyder. Hmm. That's odd. I was going to say, because you'd think between a good cast and a good director, even if the writing was a little wooden, they might be able to work with it a bit more. Um, and the, the pacing of it's really actually kind of neat. It actually lends itself extremely well to Zack Snyder's directing style, because it's, you don't have, it's not, I mean, it's an origin story, but it's done in, like, flashback. Like, it kind of, like, whenever Clark has a choice, um it kind of flashes back to his childhood and what will inform the decision he's gonna make when it flashes 
Back to the Present. Okay. So the swipe cuts and all that, the smash cuts, um, kind of make sense. You're like, it played very well at his direction style. So it gave you a little bit more of a window into his psyche. Yeah, as opposed to kind of being a, hey, I'm a baby, I'm in Kansas, and I grow up, and then I, uh, you know... And then I have to take on, you know, the villain. Yeah. It, it's not as uh, linear, um, which I think worked really well because that's a big bitch from a lot of people who read comics as well as some, as well as I would say some moviegoers now that nerd culture is really popped that, okay, you have to explain Iron Man's origin with the, with the, the bomb and the, his heart and the electromagnet. And I get that. But really for Spider-Man, Superman... Even Batman. Spider-Man. Spider-Man. Um, I like we just said it like my daughter. Um, we know the origins. Like, you don't you have don't to spend have an hour of, of it, you know. It's like... It you doesn't can, need you, to you be an exposition. Yeah, you can, you can do the flashback and just kind of get it out of the way. Hmm. Uh, the other thing I had to say... Hmm. Sorry, go ahead. Oh, on, on the point of um, wooden dialogue, despite the sometimes clunky dialogue, Michael Shannon is fucking terrifying as General Zod. When he um, is screaming at uh, Russell Crowe about, you know, your son will never be safe. It doesn't matter where you send it. Like, blah, blah. I would have shit my Kryptonian robes and just been like, oh, we got to get that kid back because he's it's yelling. Like, I, we please stop terrifying all right it's it's he's super intense sounds um, fantastic it's so is this a love it then yeah man of steel was a love it i'm gonna go see it again without the 3d because it was a little distracting um to me uh but yeah i'm, I'm definitely gonna go see it again just uh, after listening to i think they did a, i don't know if it was at the paley center or not um but they did a panel um about it and some of the things i recommend just listening to it's on the nerdist uh, I'm not going to spoil anything in it, but a lot of the they talk about like some of the character motivations that I really didn't put together, and in, in, in the way with with Zod and and Kal El, Clark Kent, Superman, kind of being like the same side, uh, the two different sides of, of the same coin in terms of uh, protection of your people. Okay. I really want to rewatch it with with like the, kind of the added like with the added com- kind of commentary, in yeah, in there. Uh, I have one last cap for that, and it's hilarious. I actually went to high school with a pair of brothers. Guess what their names were? Uh, Clark and Kent? Kal-El and Jarrell. I am not kidding you. Yeah, that doesn't even make sense. Nope. Didn't make sense at all. But the older, if I remember correctly, the older brother was Kal-El and the younger brother was Jarrell. Was their dad in a cave? No, their dad... Nick Cage, rather? Their dad was not Nick Cage or Nick Cave. Are you kidding? If their dad was Nick Cave, I would have lost my mind. You, I, well, you wouldn't, probably wouldn't have been in Nick Cave yet. I was. Were you? I listened to a lot of Nick Cave when I was in high school. Oh, really? Yeah. I didn't get into my 20s. Uh, my older brother turned me on to it when I was younger. Uh, yeah, okay, see, I have no, uh, older siblings. Yeah, no, yeah. like I said, my older brother turned it on to me when I was younger, and I liked the storytelling in a lot of his songs. Yeah. So, um, you know, I'm just getting into the Stone Roses. I'm, I'm quite fine on the times. That's term. okay. I think the first thing he ever really turned me on to was Sisters of Mercy. <laughs> I, don't like, I, don't like, I don't like the Dark Wave stuff. That's I, fine. I just remember the longest karaoke I've ever had to sit through in my entire life. And I've had to sit through many awful, awful karaoke's. It was this couple of boys trying to sing This Corrosion by Sisters of Mercy. And that song goes on forever anyways. 
until you hear the... Karaoke is the number two reason why I drink. <laughs> um, so we both actually rewatched a film that I absolutely adore and made you watch so we could uh, talk about it again. Uh, I rewatched The Illusionist recently. As did I. And I freaking love that film. You, you, you... I'll bet you we didn't watch it together. No. You, get, you probably got a little misty-eyed when they're... Uh, at the very end, when they meet back up on the farm. Actually, I was more thinking how nice her butt looked in those pants. I was totally thinking that too. I was like, Nerf-hot. "Way to go!" Like, the "Way to Jessica go, Beale. Justin Timberlake." Yeah, no, I was gonna say, um, no, I, I, you said this on the phone yesterday. I will see anything that Paul Giamatti's in. Yes, yeah, and he's that one was of those. that was right around when he was starting to really kind of uh, get well known. Pop, as, yeah. I was gonna say, as a very good character actor, it's like him and Stanley Tucci. I will see anything that they're in. Yes. But no, I, I love it. I love the building blocks. Well, Stanley Tucci was the dad in Juno. Oh, no, he wasn't the dad in Juno. That no, was J.K. Not. Simmons. That's J.K. Simmons, who I right. would also see anything he's in. in. Up to and including American farmers insurance commercials? I like him in those. Okay. But I don't watch a lot of TV, so I'm not sick of them, because I don't have an actual TV. I like him yelling at Spider-Man. I like him being a crazy neo-Nazi in prison. And raping the... Uh, he makes... Here's your fucking... Here's your pop-up video nerd moment. He his his cellmate for like what most of the most of us yeah played the brother in the TV in the USA TV version of Weird Science. Science. Weird Science. Sorry, I love you. Go, go, Anyways, I love you, Thomas Dolby. Um, I was gonna say, but back to the illusionist. I love the way they slowly build the plot on that. I love the first time I saw it, big reveals on how we managed to pull off the entire caper, so to speak. Well, and it was like done as like a, a really, a really, really, really loose montage. Like it was, it, it almost, was, it, it, it almost wasn't like revealing the trick. It was like Paul Giamatti, like kind of remembering putting the pieces together. It was shot really neat. It was shot like a period montage. It was uh, the whole movie actually. The cinematography on it was very mm-hmm. beautiful. The costuming was fantastic. Like I said, I like how you and I had the same thought when they, they finally get to the end and he's, you know, going up to her on the horse farm and you are both like, those pants are the best idea they ever had. I like how you say horse farm, but there are only two of them. Um, I assumed it was a horse farm. It could be something else. I think it was just a farm that had horses. Farm that happened to have it's horses. It's not like a horsery. A horsery? Yeah, you know, where horses come from. Is it like a factory, except with horses? Yeah. Horsery. It's where they make horses. It's not where they make horse. No, that'd be a brothelry. Oh. Uh, you know what? Do we, do we want to try that again? It's no. not where they make horse. It's a hoardery? Hoardery. That's nice. That's not hoardery. I was going to say, that's not where they make hoarders. <laughs> that'd be a hoardery. That's what you said the first time. Did I stumble on it? Mm-hmm. Okay. Sorry, but yeah, no. The Illusionist. However... If you remember, that came out the same time as The Prestige. Which I got, I put on my watch queue. Um, I don't feel the need to rewatch it unless I'm only watching the scenes with David Bowie in it because we all know why about wouldn't how he I feel play Nikolai Tesla? Like of all the like, it's yeah. almost almost as good as when he was playing Andy Warhol. Yes. Um. Yeah, The Prestige. I have my issues, and I'm I'll. I'll I'll hold off on discussing those because I'm gonna I'm gonna watch rewatch watch the Prestige. However, this reminds me of something else because Christian Bale's in the Prestige. This was not a good week for our Terminator actors, was it? Both Edward Furlong and uh, Oh, I didn't hear about it. yeah. Well, Nick Stahl. Nick Stahl is back, I believe, in rehab. 
Or did well, he, he went charged? to rehab, escaped. Oh, like I was gonna say, went back. I think he's in jail now. I was gonna say Edward Furlong. Um, no, he's in a psychiatric thing. Held, yeah, held involuntarily. Right. Furlong yeah. got arrested for threatening and assaulting his girlfriend this week. So Christian Bale, when's the downward spiral gonna start? Well, he already had the angry tirade on. Yeah, but he bounced back from that. Well, yeah, because they're still gonna have him in Batman. Speaking of uh, actors coming back, hmm. they have said. Uh, uh, he signed the contract uh, for uh, Downey coming back in Avengers 2 and 3. Oh, did they finally, as we like to put it, back that money truck on us? Probably a couple of them, I'm sure. Um, Other news in Hollywood. Jim Carrey is back in for the Dumb and Dumber sequel. Yep, yep. Uh, that starts shooting in August. Um, I'm excited because obviously the Fairley brothers had nothing to do with Dumb and Dumber, um, which I think was probably why it took so long for Dumb and Dumber to T.O. to get traction in terms of pitch and financing is because, you know, they go, well, America doesn't want to see these characters. It's like, well, no, we want to see them done right because obviously Dumb and Dumber made money. So. Uh, I'm sorry, I just got a very disturbing message from our non-turn. And what does it say? BT Dubs, there's a whole porn series called Spinal Tap. People tapping spines? I don't know. I don't want to know. Because okay. uh, Spinal Tap was on my to-consume list. And he found porn. You Google anything, you'll find porn. Well, you know what the rule is. If you've thought about it, somebody's made a porn about it. Yep. <laughs> However, also in entertainment news this week, the fall lineup was released. Not released. The, the Sorry, announced. And it's actually not the, the fall season. Um... No, the yeah, the, the summer uh, TV season has started, which means my movie intake will slow down because I'll be watching more TV. Mine will not because, as you guys know, I like to watch it in chunks. I like to watch entire seasons of things, which is another mistake I made this week. I cannot stop myself from watching the Venture Brothers as they come out episode by episode. I'm okay with it. I'm not because I, I love them so much, but I like watching them in big blocks. Yeah, but you know, and once, I can't stop myself from doing it. When it's all said and done, I always go back and rewatch the whole season. Our Venture Brothers rewatchability is endless. Yeah. Um, so at the risk of sounding, if, if people go, oh, I don't like this show or whatever, I don't care. Um, but yeah, lately, uh, the, the, what could be the last season of Futurama has started, and it's... Even though there are rumors that Netflix might pick it up, which I would love. Work for us to development, so let's, let's, I'm crossing my fingers for that one. Not that Matt Groening is, is, uh, or Groening is, uh, you know, hurting by any means. I know, but I love that series so much. A few dramas, fantastic. I, I love it more than Simpsons. Like I said, I think that has my most repeated, uh, phrase from a TV show ever. I'm sick of this room and everyone in it. So long, jerkwads. I say that almost every day when I'm leaving work. Which is weird because you could totally use my favorite line from that in the same context. Yeah. I'm leaving now for no reason. <laughs> and then just walk out. Oh, sorry. Ah, uh, spelling jokes. Which is extra funny since I can't spell. Thank you, uh, thank you, spell check, for making me seem less dumb in text messages. Yeah, my, uh... My text to you when I got you your Red Bull today. And my cheese. Um, should have been, come get your shit, son, not cone. Oh, get, it's, you're right, it cone was cone. get your shit, son. Yeah, what can you do? That's what I get for trying to be gangster on a text message. Um, Why don't we get some guns? Hold them sideways. Go straight gangster on this shit. Is that Pineapple Express? No, that is actually from Megamind. Oh, is it? Mm-hmm. Um, Sorry, fall lineup. So yeah, Futurama. I'm a big fan of this of, of this next show, uh, Franklin Bash. I prefer Suits. 
I've never seen Suits. I prefer Suits to Franklin and Bash. They are different shows, but they have kind of similar plot lines. You know, two lawyers, la 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 la. Are they Mavericks the way Franklin and Bash are? So to speak. The big plot point in Suits is that one of them actually does not have a law degree. And he's essentially banned from ever getting one because he got caught cheating on an interesting and got caught cheating on an entrance exam for someone else. Hmm. But I was gonna say, but no, they're they're mavericks like that, and they're smart like that, and they figure out, you know, they do all of that sort of stuff. But do I, they have all the Star Wars references? They do not. Like I said, I'm, I'm I'm a bigger fan of Suits than Franklin and Bash. Not to say that Franklin and Bash isn't something enjoyable. I, I just prefer Suits. I think it's it's kind of the community of of legal shows. Is mm-hmm. how I've you know, it's, it's got that kind of pop culture. However, if we're talking about a show with two guys playing off each other, I'm always going to want to watch Psych. Which I don't watch. Always going to watch Psych. One of my favorite jokes is, you know, it's the black guy and the white guy, and he always likes to make up names for them, and there's a part he's like, you know, he's like, I'm black, this is tan. And he was going to say, oh, is it, we're black and tan, and he looks like, it uh, looks at the black guy, he's like, nice to meet you. He's like, no, I'm black, he's tan. I'm ashamed of you and your entire family. <laughs> Um, speaking of mild racism, uh, new trailer for Anchorman. I never saw the first one. What? I'm not a huge Will Ferrell fan. He's very hit and miss with me. You gotta get the unrated version. Alright, It's so fucking fun. I'm writing it down in my things to consume list. How have you not seen... That's like not seeing... All of the diehards or all of the Star Wars. Like, how I do you just culturally... I kind of now want to say not seeing... All of the diehards and tell you that I haven't. I have, but I kind of. Okay, I'm sorry. I just saw what Michael did to my list of things to consume, and it's pretty hilarious. He just write dicks by everything. No, he put check marks next to the ones that he got and things that are random stuff, because I have some food related stuff on here. He wrote food next to. <laughs> and then he's got um, stuff on here like YouTube, Netflix, um, computer only. Yeah. So Anchorman is going on the list. code, a whole cipher. It's alright, I know what he's saying. It's really funny though, because I have Epic Mealtime on here, and he just wrote YouTube next to it. So that way you know to get it on YouTube. I'm like, thank you, Michael, I know that. This was a list to myself, not necessarily to you. Okay. And my two sheet, I was going to say, is that all you wanted to talk about on the new shows? for? Yeah, I mean, I'm just excited that, you know... Um, I'm excited that Community's coming back for a fifth season with Dan Harmon at the helm again. I heard that! And, of course, my thought was, I wonder if he's gotten some treatment for his alcoholism. Well, but I, I wonder, kept that one I in. wonder if it's oh, wait, because no, Chevy, Ch- uh, Chevy Chase left. Chevy Chase left, yeah. Which, I do like how they wrote him out. What, him finally graduating? Well, but, like, out of spite. Yeah, so he could graduate before Jeff. Uh-huh. Like, I was like, eh, if he's gonna go out, like, that's how Pierce would go out. I really love the Halloween episode, though, when they're wandering around Pierce's house. Oh, his dad's... Oh, no, his house, yeah. Yeah, it's Pierce's house. But it's haunted by his dad. Well, it's more that when they find his special gym and Troy has no idea what anything in there is. That's right. Oh, God. They finally get to the, you know, big reveal of this. Because the, I think they bring that up on the second episode. Or the second season. Well, it's when he stayed there for the summer. He was living at Pierce's house. Yeah, so it the was, end of the... Oh, the beginning of second season. Yeah. And he had what... Was it... Was it Old Bracis White Guy Says? Was that the Twitter? Yeah. Which probably exists. I'm sure it does, because it's probably hilarious. And it was the thing he was talking about, yarmulkes, and he's like, and that's why their hats are so small. Oh, yeah. Oh, ooh. I actually wanted to, and we won't, I was going to say, we'll probably do this a few times, but I wanted to talk about films that I think are highly underrated. And I want to talk about one that I basically had to We should to just call this segment, of... See It! 
Yeah, I'll write that down. I was going to say, <laughs> and I wanted to talk about one that I basically had to beg you to watch that you eventually admitted I was right about. Grandma's Boy. This is a totally fucking underrated film. It is yes. hilarious, and I love it. I, you know, it looked so, and there's... A, it a, looks very bad Adam Sandler pot comedy. Yes. It's exactly... But it's really fucking funny. I got it, like, I was laughing. You've got Nick Swartzen? Nick Swartzen. Swartzen there, I'm like, Swartzen? Oh, it's really funny. Nick I, I don't like Nick Swartzen a great deal. I didn't much care for his, his sketch show. No, was that Mashup? No, I think it was called, like, Pretend Time. Oh, yeah, yeah, like yeah, that. yeah. But he was really funny in this. Basic, um... He's funny in Get Him to the Greek. He's very funny in Get Him to the Greek. Basic, uh, plot line on this, the main character is a video game tester that is in his mid-30s, I believe. Yeah. And he's, like, the oldest video game tester at the company. And he's, uh, I was gonna say, ended up being thrown out of his apartment because his roommate is addicted to hookers and spent all the red money. Who's the roommate? Um, the big guy from the, uh... All the other Adam Sandler movies that I can't place right now. The big guy. When he played the boss with the nail in his head in the Happy Gilmore. That wasn't his roommate. Was it? Oh, well. I'm sure the internet will correct me on this. Don't worry about it. Or let us know, yeah. The internet will tell me I'm wrong. I'm positive about yeah. that. But uh, I was going to say he ends up moving in with his grandma, who is played by an actress whose name has escaped me, but she played the mom on Han and Everybody Loves Raymond. Yeah. And she and her two roommates are hilarious oh, in this yeah. movie. One of which being the mom from the Partridge family. Yes. Who's extra funny in this. With yes. playing off Nick Swartzen. Because they totally hook up. Yep. Repeatedly. Yeah. And that so many of the one-liners in that film are just priceless. The, uh, the, the antagonist in this film is the video game character named JP, who is just every awkward kid you've ever met with an ego. And he... What else was he in? And he's been in a lot of stuff. He's a reoccurring on Bones, but he looks completely different. He's one of the floating interns. And he's, he's been in some other stuff, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure he was in Dodgeball. Yeah, yeah, he was the skinny, nerdy... No, yeah. Yeah, he was the skinny, nerdy guy in Dodgeball. But not Justin Long. No. But um, I was going to say, his name is JP. And like I said, he's just every awkward kid you've ever known, except with an ego, because he created this awesome video game that sold like... You well, know, I like that his nervous tick is acting like a robot. His nervous tick <laughs> is acting like a robot, which is hilarious. But there, he always dresses like he's in the Matrix. Matrix. Which, and I'm out at the clubs very rarely now, but when I am, that's a thought that comes to my mind all the time. Is, it's a nice outfit. How much do clothes cost in the Matrix? Yeah. I was going to say, and it's just a fantastic film. It's highly underrated. It's not a pot comedy like you think it is. No. And it's really, really funny. Yes. Yes. So, yes. Highly underrated film. And we are actually running a bit long. Which is fine. Uh, all I have left on my whiteboard is social contract, asshole. And we I were... actually had a fairly good week this week, so I'm glad that you had a we few of them. We are spoiled for choice. Uh, I've got... Did we decide on one? Yes. I had three. Okay. It was inappropriate and, conversations and two, two of them, in public. Two of them happened in the same environment. Um, so, yeah. But uh, so which one are we going? Oh, yes. Ah, oh, yes. Okay. So, social contract, asshole. I was having lunch before I went to go see World War Z. And even out when I'm sitting down eating, if I'm alone... I wear my headphones. To quote Kyle Kinane, when I have my when I have my headphones in, I think I'm invisible. 
And I, I, whenever I pull my headphones out, my immediate thought in my head is, I gotta armor up. Like it's my armor against everything in public. It says, "Don't bother me." It says, "I don't want to listen to you." It, it's great. Um, so usually I even have my armor up um, when I'm alone eating, and uh, but sometimes I will pause the music and just take in the ambient noise. Excuse me, and. Um, And this was, I, I had my headphones in, but I wasn't listening to anything. I'm just listening, listening to random conversations. You were eavesdropping. I was eavesdropping, um, which I like to do when, I, when I'm, I've got writer's block. But anyway, um, and I was listening, and there were all these kids around. Uh, the school's out, and they were taking them to the, this burger place and um, for happy meals, in case we're wondering which burger place I went to. Um and all these there were the gaggles of, of teens and early 20s people who obviously don't know how to act in public which would be a whole we could probably do a whole episode of, of a social contract with them it's more the fact that they don't know what the social contract is because it, sometimes people are very lazy um, but the, the social contract the shorthand of it is called pussy talking in public and this was Dropping F-bombs, talking about getting pussy, and just totally inappropriate things to say in public while they're, like, children. Not necessarily children, but just, I don't want to hear about all this inappropriate talk. I will admit that I am fairly foul-mouthed. I work in a kitchen. What do you want from me? But I actually try to be very conscious of that when there are small children around. Because you know, the second that you do that, they're going to pick up on that, and your well, parent is going to be like, "Why like, is my child saying the f word all the time?" Not just kids, but just in general, like the politeness not to force other people to listen to your conversation, to, especially if it's particularly inappropriate. Or just, you know, it, you know. I mean, we talk. We have a lot of rape jokes. That's because I wanted you to watch Veronica Mars. You said it was rapey, and then I read Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. And that and was rape. And then you asked, why then... is everything about rape with me? Well, or we talk about the, the South Park with the, the Indiana Jones South Park, and there's a, lot, there's a lot of rape jokes in that one. But I wouldn't have the conversation about how rapey things are with you loudly in public. I'm pretty sure we might get beaten. No, but we get a lot of... It's, it's just social contract, like... I understand that some people might have a line about rape or uh, or retarded people because maybe you know one or you're related to one or you are one. I don't know. Well, you realize the reoccurring thing in our social contract is the boil all boils down to us being more sensitive and courteous of everyone else. Absolutely. Which is funny since you and I both tend to be pretty hermity. We are not the most social of people. Which I think makes us hypersensitive to hearing things because we're like, I wouldn't want to hear that. But it's also, you know, I consume a lot of things that aren't sensitive to that and it doesn't bother me a bit, but it's my choice to consume those things. Absolutely. And in that situation, it's not your choice to take those things into your psyche and integrate them into your being. Okay. We're getting, that's weirdly metaphysical, but yeah. I, well... You, haven't you ever had that moment where you saw something or you read something and afterwards you think, why did I do that to myself? All the time. 
Like I said, but that's a choice Green you made. Hornet. Oh, God, why did I do that to myself? See? But that's a choice that I made. It's not something that was forced on me because I had to listen to you talking about getting pussy in the McDonald's. Hold on. I just want to say, if I had gotten pussy in the McDonald's, oh. that would have been an entire fucking episode. If you got pussy in the McDonald's, that'd be a whole different social contract, asshole. That's inappropriate places to get pussy. Or dick. Can we, can we stop saying pussy? Can you say vagina? Or gine? Giny. I got some gine. Take off the damn trucker hat and get out of my apartment. For saying gine? It, I wish you could see <laughs> how much of a douchebag you are right now. All you oh, need, I'm totally hipster. All you right need now. is an Ed Hardy t-shirt, some bedazzled jeans, and a wallet chain that hits you in the knee. Funny you should mention that I was wearing my Ed Hardy shirt yesterday when I bought the hat. Why do you have an Ed Hardy shirt? I have an Ed Hardy shirt. Okay, so that's the end of Social Contract, asshole. <laughs> well, I'm going to hear this and then we're going to probably wrap it. Yeah. Um, I have a, I have an Ed Hardy shirt because uh, my cousin's now ex-wife. For the thrifty douchebag. Was she very princess mentality, very entitled. And one year... Uh, and this all happened. This all happened for my birthday, for my birthday and Christmas, which th- they, they occur within uh, weeks of each other. Um, that uh, this all started out because I needed socks. I'm an adult, and I'm okay with asking for clothes for birthdays and Christmas. Actually, I'm all about practical gifts. So. Yes, but you know, when you're a kid, you're like, like, no, oh, no, fuck. I'm all about practical gifts. But that also has to do with for my birthday every year, I buy myself something. Okay. So that tends to be the the frivolous gift. This year, I think I'm going we'll to buy myself remember. $75 leggings. We'll have to remember next uh, next show that we'll I'll bring up the anecdote of when I bought myself uh, a shirt for my birthday um, and killed an actor. <laughs> so, Ed Hardy, sorry. So, I had asked for socks. And my cousin's, at the time, wife, um, what do you want for your birthday? I said, I want, I, I want socks. And in my head, I'm talking like, Hanes, no, like ten the, pack. Yeah, I was gonna say like the ten pack of socks. Yeah, man, like fucking socks, like black socks. Yeah. Oh no, Ooh, white. You got the gold heel, fancy. Yeah, we'll see. And that would have been, I would have been like, oh fuck, like yeah, like fitted. You say, ooh. Mm. Um. I unwrapped my gift, and she got me a three pack of, I shit you not, Rockaware, like the Jay Z Jay Z brand socks. By the way, he outsources. Which I found hilarious. Um, but yeah, I got rock aware. I, I, my, they're my gangsta socks. Okay, I gotta ask. Were they comfortable? They're alright. They're, they're a little small. Socks. Yeah. They were, socks. I mean, they're a little thin. I'm, I'm sorry. Did you just tell me your Jay-Z socks were a little small? Yeah, is that a joke somewhere? Nope, not at all. Anyway, so, Ed Hardy t-shirt? So, and because I'm heavily tattooed, or... Moderately tattooed. I'd say moderately, not necessarily heavily. Okay. How about this? The, the, daily visible? What is, the fuck does daily visible? Your tattoos are visible daily. Yeah, I mean, I've got them on my arms. Um, but they're not, like, they're not like full sleeves. Mine are easily concealed. Okay. See, you can't see any they thought, right now. Eh. Um, and she bought me, and she kept on with the clothes thing, and I was like, I might, you know. Whatever, clothes. She bought me a t-shirt. She bought me a fucking Ed Hardy t-shirt. And her logic was... I'm guessing this is an actual Ed Hardy t-shirt, not from the Target line. No, yeah, like an actual fucking Ed Hardy shirt. Thank you for buying me a $70 t-shirt. Ex- and I was like, 
Now and girls like, know I'm like, that I'm going to sexually assault them. Well, and they... And it's like wearing a Hi, My Name is Rohypnol shirt. It's, it's fucking horrible. That affliction. But, um... But yeah, and her logic was... It's a, well, it's, it's a nice t-shirt. It's a $70 t-shirt because it's her entitled projection that I'd want a $70 fucking t-shirt. But to boot, their logic was, well, I mean, you like tattoos? And I'm like, yeah, it's got a skull on it and it's got like, okay, I understand where you're coming from on it, but it's like... That's almost as bad as the, the steampunk thing. Just put some gears on it. It's an assumption based on one fact, and it's dumb. That I have tattoos, so I must like Ed Hardy, and I'm like, well, no, because everything I stand for... Is anti. Is anti-Ed Hardy. So that's how I end up with an Ed Hardy t-shirt. That you wear, apparently. Yeah, it's a fucking shirt. I mean, it's clothing. I wear it. I'm not going to give you shit on that, because God knows I don't care what I wear to work. Eh. Eh. Alright, and on that sad, sad note, as to why... Oh my God. You totally have to wear the Ed Hardy t-shirt and the trucker hat, and I'll take a picture of you. Actually, the funny note, I almost texted you, I was going to ask you how tacky it'd be, because the I have, I have like three clean t-shirts right now. One of them is just a plain black shirt I'm wearing, because I didn't know how tacky it'd be if I wore my Batman t-shirt with a Harley Quinn hat, and then I went, well, I won't wear my Batman shirt, I'll wear the other clean shirt, and it was my Joker shirt. And I'm like... <laughs> Fuck! I think you're just advertising. I'm nerd clashing. I'm nerd clashing. Like I said, I think you're just advertising the likes. Ermagerd! Ermagerd Bertman. <laughs> so, that'll get explained on the internet later. Thank you, internet. Thank you, internet. Well, I suppose that's the point of the entire show. Thank you, internet. Mm. Alright, let's talk to you guys next time. Who's that knocking at the door? Why, it's our super villain friend of the show. Hello! Well, we have some listener questions for you if you'd like to answer them. I'd be happy to answer some questions for you. Sam Weed of New York asks, What is your favorite sports team? The Oakland Raiders. Don't be a dick. Thank you for listening to the BACN, your home for almost bacon and banjo!